after I made the confident prediction that Orange County would come up victorious against Galaxy 2 this past weekend, Galaxy 2 made me eat my words, and I fled to Austin to get away from the few Galaxy 2 fans that might come after me. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are underway from the Champion Soccer Stadium. First time into the box, it's a great ball, and Emolson! Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County. Chablo, Chablo will have a go off the deflection, and it finds its way in. Selmo shooting from the corner, he put it in! And there will be no second opportunity as Andre Rawls shuts it down. This ball finds the top left corner, and Orange County has struck again. Past Hashimoto, Segber shooting, scoring! Escalante sits on it, and Rawls somehow was ready. And I fight. And they fight over the top, and it down, it's in! Orange County equalizes! What a debut! Not only for the stadium, but for Sola Avalanche! Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we talk all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me like he does each and every episode here is Dylan from County Line Coalition. How's everything going for you today, Dylan? It's pretty good, Ray. It's a nice 76 degrees at this at the time of our recording, so it's it's cooled off nicely. Well, that's good to hear, but uh, I guess the bigger question is, how are you feeling after uh, this past weekend with the match against uh, LA Galaxy 2? Uh, have you recovered from that? <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a completely different feeling from how I feel about the weather uh, tonight, but I would say I've recovered. Um, it was definitely a disappointing result, but you know we tried to make the best of it, and Still got a, a tight-knit group out there in the County Line <laughs> Coalition, so we're still having some fun. No, definitely, and we'll get into that a little bit more detail uh, as we uh, get into all that stuff. But before we get into the meat of this discussion, I want to remind everyone that the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is part of the Beautiful Game Network. BGN.FM is where you can find our pad podcast, along with many other podcasts that are uh, related to USL and soccer in general. Uh, and we've had some guests from some of those podcasts, so make sure you go check out not just ourselves, but uh, the other podcasts that are available for each and every uh, listener that loves the game of soccer. Again, that's Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM. FM. Also, make sure you check out uh, Angels on Parade, which is part of SB Nation. AngelsOnParade.com has done a great job of covering Orange County Soccer Club, along with their main coverage, which is for LAFC. But they've been covering uh, Orange and Black Soccer Cast back in the days when they were the Orange County Blues. Uh, and they were covering Orange County before LAFC was even uh, thought of as a soccer club. So make sure you check out both of those sites for information. So let's go ahead and get into this, Dylan, today. We're going to have to do a brief discussion, even though I probably don't want to do that because I'm feeling sort of uh, sort of sad. And, uh, you know, I put myself out on the line with this Galaxy 2 matchup. Uh, this past Saturday, Orange County hosted Galaxy 2. And uh, unfortunately, it was just, uh, well, it, Galaxy 2 beats Orange County pretty handily 3-0 
in Irvine, and uh, this is coming after, you know, last episode I was talking about my confidence that I had in Orange County completing the season sweep. Um, I gave us pretty much a 99% chance of coming out with some sort of results, and unfortunately, I guess I was wrong on that. Uh, what did, uh, what were you feeling? I know you said uh, you've recovered from that, but what were you feeling at the match or immediately after the match, Dylan? Uh, I mean, how it was deflating, I guess, is the best way to put that match. Um, when and and I said that if we if we lost, it was actually going to be a a pretty close game. And what we saw was not a close game at all from scoring in the third minute and the 23rd minute and the 52nd minute. It was anything but a close game. Um, it was so, so frustrating to see. Um, and, and there were problems all over the field playing and, and refereeing, um, especially. But hopefully just moving on, it's, it's a little bit better. And ho- hopefully we see a, a turnaround come Saturday. I guess it's just it's it's what happens when both of us are pretty confident in the matchup, uh, especially you know I'm looking at it now I've I've been confident uh, in that matchup. There's been times where I've been confident on some of the players or some of the thoughts, and either those players don't play in the match. But uh, it was pretty disappointing watching this match, and I think some of the Orange County fans, some of the people even part of County Line Coalition, were a little disappointed not in the the fact that Orange County lost the match, but. Uh, there was this thought maybe that there was a lack of effort on Orange County side. And, you know, it, 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 I don't know if that was something to do with maybe they were just overconfident coming into the match, being that they had dominated or at least won the first two matches against uh, LA Galaxy 2, or if there was something, maybe an aftermath of what happened earlier on in the day with the World Cup. Maybe some of the uh, players were uh, watching that and maybe didn't have the focus heading into the match, but uh, it was uh, definitely a disappointment. And I know some of the, again, some of the fans uh, other than myself were um, disappointed in the lack of effort that they were seeing out of their players and the team that they support, which again is a little disappointing. Yeah. I'm not too sold on it being um, a lack of effort is maybe there was a good amount of fatigue there. Um, we saw a lot of the same players, um, making appearances. I know that you are probably very disappointed that Walker Hume didn't get the nod given that he did not start the two previous matches. Um, but that was their third match in 90 days, and that was their third match that started above 90 degrees in... I believe I just said 90 days. Um, <laughs> that was their third match in eight days, and that was their third match that had started at a temp above 90 degrees in those eight days. So it is reasonable to assume that they were tired and fatigued that um, that that is understandable I, I could agree with you on that and it and it seemed like throughout the match uh especially on defense that they were tired um it would just seem like they were always a step behind and, and that step with a bunch of young kids is is killer and i mentioned that on the last pod and i said they will tear up unorganized and slow defenses because they're young and they're fast and sure enough they did and when they're doing that three minutes into the match, it kind of sets you up for the rest of the match. Yeah, it's almost, you think about it, you think about what happened in Colorado Springs when we went up really early against Colorado Springs. It sort of deflated their energy and the fans and the stadium's energy. It's almost the same thing that happened here when Galaxy scored pretty quickly in the match. It almost took some of that energy out of the stadium, out of the players, and it, it was just something that Orange County just couldn't... Uh, couldn't uh, come back from or couldn't uh, recover from. And that was definitely disappointing on there. Uh, And, uh, you know, I don't want to 
talk too much about this match because, again, I came out pretty confident. I will say, though, you know, uh, I, I said it last week. I said, I'm confident we're going to win. If we don't, I'll let, you know, any Galaxy 2 fan that wants to give give me hell, you know, go ahead and do it. And lo and behold, you know, we went out and tweeted on our, uh, on our Twitter account that, hey, who wants to join the podcast? Any Galaxy 2 fans want to come on? And apparently there was there's no Galaxy Two fans, or at least there's none that saw that tweet because no one responded, and none of them wanted to come on and give me any uh, any hell on this match. So I, I guess I, I can take confidence in at least saying that there's plenty of Orange County fans, and there's just no response from Galaxy Two on this this victory for them. So I'll take it. I'll give you a bit of stick for uh, for trash talking before the match. Uh, I know I mentioned a little bit last time around. I, I try and wait for the game before I get <laughs> get a little crazy, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame the product on the field wasn't there for us this past weekend. Uh, it's a matter of moving on this week and, and seeing what happens. But <laughs> before we go away from this match, I think it's important to talk about what happened to Christian Duke. Um, early early on, I think it was about 9 or 10 minutes in, um, that I believe it was the Galaxy 2 defender's shoulder that made contact with um, Christian Duke's face, and he went down hard, and he didn't get back up. Um, well, I will sort of disagree on that because I I know we were both sort of in that same area of the stadium. I felt it was the player; it was it was almost a head-on head contact there. Um, don't get me wrong; I didn't see it. I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch the replay on ESPN Plus. Uh, maybe you have, but it looked like almost like it was head-on head contact, uh, if not very close to that. But whether or not it was the head or the shoulder, Christian Duke went down pretty hard, and he looked like. Uh, it looked like it was a pretty decent knock to the to the face and the nose on him. So uh, Christian Duke, you know, well, I, I know Dylan and myself and all the Orange County fans are hoping for a, a speedy recovery on that, and hopefully uh, we can get you back on there because uh, Christian Duke is definitely important to this team. Yeah, and uh, I know this, this has come up multiple times now, but this refereeing, not only was that uh, head-to-head contact or head-to-shoulder contact not a foul, or not, a, it was, not only was it not a card, it was not a foul. And and right outside the eighteen was that was that was ridiculous. A little mind boggling, a little mind boggling to me. Um, it I can't imagine a situation where, as a referee, you see that happen and you don't at least give a card for what is it extremely dangerous play, and especially one that results in an injury where someone can't continue playing. Um, well, we talked about that. I, I think I, I went right to the to you at the match when that happened, and, and I saw that there was no call, no no card. I mean, we sort of joked that maybe this needs to be a recurring, uh, you know, segment on our episodes because it seems like every episode we're we're questioning a call or questioning something that the the officials are doing at the match. The the funny thing with this play is Christian Duke. It was a hundred percent obvious that he got to the ball first. He he got to the ball, and it was literally maybe a second after he got to the ball. Or I, I'm probably being a little bit. Uh, uh, off on there maybe half a second but it wasn't like it was a very close you know christian duke got to the ball like literally like a half of a, uh, a split second before the la galaxy defender got him christian duke got the ball and it was literally like a half second before any contact was made uh, on his on his face on his head and and the, the ridiculous part on it too and i think some of the fans uh especially in Caroline coalition were seeing it is the, the line judge that was uh, on that side of the field, he wasn't making any calls almost the whole match. I don't know if he was scared or something, but he didn't make a reference to that call. The, ma- the main match official didn't make any call. Like you said, it was just – they ended up just doing one of those like hockey-style drop the ball and 
both of you go after the ball. So that was pretty ridiculous on there, especially, again, like you said, it's a play where probably have a concussion, probably have a broken nose of some sort, a pretty good gash on the on the face there for Christian Duke. So definitely uh, it was a scary moment for him. I'm glad he was able to get up. I'm glad he was able to walk away. And it seems like he's at least in good spirits at this point um, after after that incident because I think you, you said he was on Instagram or something like that. Uh, so at least that's the good news. But uh, the officiating is, is sometimes, I guess, ridiculous in this league. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. My cat, Duchess, has some thoughts about this. <laughs> Um, maybe your yeah, your cat Duchess is maybe the LA Galaxy. Uh, maybe your cat Duchess is the LA Galaxy fan that wants to give me hell. So, go for it. Yeah, go she, for it, Duchess. She t- she talks about as much sense as, as I imagine they would. <laughs> um, but when it comes to player safety, I think that the referees need to be a lot more strict. No one's asking you. <laughs> referees need to be a lot more strict about what they what they're giving um and that should be a clear card well and there was also the alex cornally uh, play later on in the match where he pretty much made a a swipe at one of the galaxy players uh foot it wasn't there was no ball involved it was it wasn't like a like crazy like very violent vicious swipe but i mean he literally he, he made a swipe at the player's foot when there was no uh involvement with the ball nothing going on there so i mean and that's another incident where uh you know clearly it was a non-soccer play by this time an Orange County player, and it, was, it seems like the ref just wasn't either uh, wasn't confident or just I don't I don't know what was going on in the ref's uh, mind. But uh, there's a couple there there was a couple maybe even a few questionable calls there by the, the the officiating crew in this match. Definitely, as much as I as much as I expect Cronali for his his wonderful defense, he probably should have been sent off for that. Um, I guess I shouldn't really complain um i'm pretty sure the guy that he kicked was walking up on him uh, every every time there was a ball even remotely near them and cronally is probably a foot taller than the guy but it happens and all right he didn't get a red card so he can play next week so i'll, I'll take it um you you live by the sword you die by the sword i guess we we got uh shafted on that uh christian duke play but we got away with one with cronally so maybe we'll uh Maybe things will equal out. So I, I, ultimately, I, I don't want to dwell on this match. It was definitely a match that I think uh, Orange County fans, uh, players, pretty much everyone wanted to just sort of forget, look past, move on to the next thing. Um, and, and I don't even think, I, I mean, I'll throw it to you if you want to maybe sort of nominate, but I don't even think we can really nominate an MVP for the match because I think it was just an overall team failure out there. I don't. I, I personally can't see anyone that I'd say they were the MVP of this match or they were the at least the the standout for the match as far as Orange County goes. I don't know if you have a different thought on that. Um, if I had to give one, I would probably give to Aiden Quinn. Um, he played a little bit deeper than he normally does, which I don't think for a player of his capability, his caliber, and his skill set is the right idea. But he still went out there and, and did this job, and without his main. Um, midfield partner as well, who he's played almost every minute of the season with. So I'll give it, I'll give that out to him. Um, if I can throw out a least valuable player, um, we did see Josh Wavel uh, to give up yet another unmarked man that resulted in a goal. So I don't at this point I don't know is it is it is there something with the strategy of the team or is it just Wavel still just can't figure out USL play? Is there something different going on here? Uh, you would think by now he's played you know what five or six game matches with uh with orange county and he still hasn't been able to sort of figure out because it seems like almost every match he's having issues with uh with marking uh some of the offensive players on the other teams i, I don't know if it's just the team strategy or you know what's going on there it, who knows 
Yeah, it might just be some set-piece confusion. Uh, he seemed like he had a pretty good game outside of that result, but it's just, again, it's another thing that... It's another goal that we're giving up. Um, granted, it's a goal by that point. We weren't yeah. really in contention of the game, even with 50 minutes left and, and an Orange County... or a, a Los Dos player who'd already been sent off. But it is, it's frustrating to see that, uh, you know, five, six weeks on, this is this is still... Uh, a bit of an issue um, and I'm so I'm sure for no reason other than that you were disappointed not to see uh, Walker Hume out there <laughs> well I think I even made a crack at the at the match I'm like you know it's because Walker Hume's not out there is is why we're having trouble or something like that I maybe I'm just forgetting uh, what I said but you know I think anyone that's listened to this podcast recently you know, it's almost that whole, you know, where's uh, where's Waldo, that old kid's book. You know, you got to say maybe where's, where's Walker, Walker Hume. Where's Walker, you know, because, uh, you know, again, I, I'm on that, that side of the, the vote that he didn't really do anything to warrant uh, sort of disappearance from, you know, at least, you know, rotation play. You know, we saw him that one match, I guess, I think was against Colorado Springs. Uh, but other than that, it's like, what's going on with it? You know, what's going on with his play? But let's not dwell on this match. Let's look forward. We need to try and stay positive with stuff. Um, right. Morse County needs to bounce onwards back. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, onwards to Texas. Maybe, well, well, we'll we'll still be home. But <laughs> I'm in Texas, but y'all are going to be at home watching. See, Texas is already rubbing off on me. I'm saying y'all. Yeah, have you been there that long? You're just Dude, saying, I, land, I landed, uh, you know, maybe what? eight ten hours ago and i'm already getting to that y'all and all that fun stuff no i'll be out here in texas I'm i in... don't think we can let you come back <laughs> i'm in austin uh but san antonio is about an hour from here but san antonio the football club or soccer team is going to be heading out to orange county this coming saturday uh i believe it's saturday uh to face the orange county uh soccer club uh, Orange County SC, and this is going to be an important match for Orange County because they need to bounce back after that disappointing uh, showing against Galaxy 2. Uh, they've dropped a little bit on the on the standings now because of that loss, so it's going to be important for them to come back and, and show what they can do against uh, San Antonio, who's a decent, uh, a decent team. It's, again, one of those scary teams. Uh, you know, you can look and say they recently lost to OKC Energy, but OKC Energy is a different team now than they were earlier on in the season, uh, so it's definitely going to be an important match for them. I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on uh, what to expect. I know we beat San Antonio, I think, earlier in the season. Or Wait, did we beat them or did they beat us? I can't remember now. Um, uh, are they... That was... Or was it a draw? I forget oh, man, what it was. I cannot think of it right now. <laughs> um, look, at, look at us. We won. We, we won. 3-0. Okay. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think this is going to be, if not the most important, one of the most important matches uh, in this part of the season because um, we're coming off a, a game where we should have won or at least should have got some sort of result. And now we're sitting, I think, sixth in the standings, um, which it's not bad, but exactly. you want to definitely be a little bit higher in the standings, uh, especially with the tight race that's going on now. What are your thoughts, Dylan? Yeah, um, I definitely think that a team of our caliber should be a little bit higher in the standings. I don't think we have what it takes to um, compete with uh, Real Monarchs and uh, Phoenix Rising, but I think we could probably compete with the likes of Sacramento and, and Swope Park. Um, Sacramento is currently one point ahead of us. Uh, we have two games in hand on them, though. So if we uh, if Orange County wins this weekend and and results other uh, and other places go our way, we'll be back up into fourth fourth place um which is about where i think orange county 
should be uh, solidly in the playoffs, but not necessarily the uh, best or most dominant team. And and we've seen that uh, week to week in our performances. Um, super dominant teams like Real Monarchs are probably not uh, losing 3-0 to teams like Los Dos. Um, they're probably either grinding out those games for a draw if it's that rough for them or just outright winning them. But uh, if, we, if we can turn it around and and hold another result against San Antonio, then I think we'll we'll be able to see that this team not only has what it takes to compete in this league um, to be in a playoff position, but also this team has what it takes to be able to bounce back from, from a really, really poor result and uh, set aside some doubts that uh, we have as, as supporters and as fans and as other players will have uh, around the league. No, definitely, and um, it's it's one of those things you look at the standings now, right? As of now, when we're recording this, Orange County is sitting sixth on the table with 30 points, uh, and you have the ninth place team, which is Fresno FC. There are 25 points. Although Orange County does have two games in hand, um, it's not it's definitely not the cushion that you're looking at that you'd love to have um, right now, uh, especially with the talent that Orange County has. We've talked about it in the past. Orange County's got a pretty good deep team. Uh, when it comes to pretty much all over the field, we're even seeing that, you know, you have a couple of goal te- goalkeepers that you can at least sort of re- rely upon. I'm not going to hold Casey Byers responsible for what happened in this patch ma- uh, past match against Galaxy 2 because really there was just breakdowns all over the, the field, all over the pitch for Orange County. Um, you have defenders. Yeah, you can't do much when there's six opposing players in, in your box. And, yeah, and there was, the, like, I know at least I can think of one or two of those shots that was like, you know, five or six feet out. It's not like... Uh, even the best goalies in the world, even like, you know, um, your Hugo Larises or your David... Uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. You knew that was coming, I right? knew it was coming. Hey, I had to talk about him. I had to mention <laughs> We'll get into him a little bit more. Uh, but even your David Hayes, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to stop most shots from that close. And uh, unfortunately, that's what was happening against Galaxy. But um, you want to, with a team with the depth that Orange County has, pretty much all over the field, you'd expect them, like you said, they, they should be sitting more in the fourth spot. Uh, competing or, or battling for positions with teams like Sacramento uh, or Reno or Soul Park um, instead of sitting where they are now, where you're now looking back, okay, we only have a, a five-point lead uh, against, uh, over Fresno or Colorado Springs. And you know, as we know, as soccer fans, as USL fans, uh, five points can be made up in two matches. So it's definitely not where you want to be. So this is a match where Orange County needs to come back. Um, the, the, the positive thing that I could say on this is in past matches where they sort of uh, underperformed and almost got embarrassed, they've come back the next match pretty strong. You can look back when we uh, when the team lost in the Open Cup to FC Golden State Force. The next match they came back and they, they got the full three points, victorious, and looked very focused on it. Um, I'm hoping that's the case here. After the match, typically either myself or Dylan, we try to get access to a couple players just to get some quotes for the podcast. Uh, after this match against Galaxy 2, it was a closed-door locker room. Um, they wouldn't let me speak to anyone. And that shows the frustration going on with the team. That shows that uh, – I'm hoping that shows that they're going to uh, spend a quality week practicing, uh, getting prepared for this matchup against San Antonio, knowing that's an important match for not just you know recovering or, or regaining some of that uh, – positive form but just you know you look at the standings this is an important match that can really uh, make or break a season because uh, you lose this match you lose another match now you're looking at possibly being out of the playoffs where if you can win this match you're moving back up that the the standings there so uh, we'll see how that goes with that Uh, what are your thoughts um, are you 
I hate to sort of do this now because this last match against Galaxy 2, we tried to uh, uh, make predictions. We both were pretty positive with what might happen. Uh, I know you weren't as positive myself, uh, but what are your thoughts? You Are you sort of confident that you're going to see a more focused Orange County team here, or is this a, a match that's going to worry you uh, where you might we might concede or we might drop points again? Um, this is definitely a match I worry about conceding. I think that San Antonio is a lot more quality than Los Dos do. Um just around as, as a squad, not necessarily an attack. Um, but I do think Orange County still has what it takes to um, see out the game, and I do think that coming off of such a disappointing and embarrassing loss that they shouldn't have any real trouble um, kind of bouncing back. That should be enough to spur them on to, to get these three points this weekend. No, I'm hoping we're going to see some focus uh, from the team. I, I'm hoping that there's, uh, you know, a, a dedicated focus from the, the, the team during practice this week in preparation for the match. And then when we see them come out, I'm hoping we're seeing that refocused team um, at uh, the stadium there in Irvine where hopefully they can um, uh, come away and get – I'm hoping they can get the full three points. I, I'm going to avoid making any kind of prediction this week because I was humbled by Galaxy 2. Uh, I don't – want to and also i just don't want to put the bad juju because you know i don't want to say hey we should win and then again we lose and have all the orange county fans uh, hate me for my predictions or, or whatnot but uh I, my, my big hope my prediction is that we're going to have at least a more focused team better effort effort out on the pitch by the team and then hopefully uh, that'll end up in being a result for the team hopefully a full three points but if we have to get at least one point i'd rather take that than zero yeah, and I think everyone that's listening, what we what we really learned last last week is um, not so much that we can't attack against a team that puts all eleven players um, back in their own half on defending. It's that Ray really should not get press credentials. Uh, <laughs> think bad things happen that when that comes. Uh, when I got press credentials, we won six one, and I'm sure that has nothing to do with Tulsa and uh, everything to do with me having press credentials. So I think that's the, the biggest thing, that the biggest takeaway we can have from last weekend uh, and move into this weekend is maybe I'll get the press credentials and maybe we'll see a better result. <laughs> hey, since, I'm sure that's not anecdotal. Hey, since that Tulsa match where we won 6-1, uh, they've actually gone on and, and taken five points, uh, a win and two draws. So way to go, Tulsa. Tulsa's turning things around. And they actually are now not at the bottom of the table for the Western Conference. They've uh, uh, moved ahead of Seattle Sounders FC2, uh, which I guess that's not the I, that wouldn't be something that you'd want to boast and brag about, but you know it looks like they've you know with their coaching change it looks like they've gotten a little bit of uh, they've got some stuff figured out at least now, um, and maybe it's you know you dealt you, you guys dealt the final blow when you were the the person with press credentials against Tulsa. Uh, I, I don't know if I would take all the credit for that if I were you. Um, it is Tulsa. Yeah, probably should. <laughs> but, but, yeah, okay. it seems like they're conceding less, so they're they're developing. Hopefully we can see it a little bit less this week. <laughs> well, perfect. So let's do this. Instead of uh, making a prediction on this match, unless you want to take you know take the lead and say, hey, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say something. Who's going to win or loss? Let's just uh, maybe make a prediction or make a, a, a educated guess on who's going to be like the key player uh, for Orange County in this match, That uh, the, the player that we want to see something out of uh, to help ensure victory. Uh, what would be your player that you would think of as the, the key player for this match for Orange County? I'm stealing your man. Walker Hume, all 90 minutes. I, I want to see a rotated squad this weekend. I'm going to predict a little bit of a rotated squad. Some guys that haven't had a chance to get some minutes. Uh, if they're fit and they're healthy, I think it's maybe time that they get a chance 
um, especially after such a lackluster result last week. Um, so yeah, Walker Hume, 90 minutes, solid defensive performance in the back, and from there we'll be able to uh, to push forward. Um, if we don't have to overcome any deficits, you know, it's it's obviously a lot easier um, to win. And so if we're not giving up any goals in the first five minutes, it becomes even more so. Well, I'll say it's a pretty good uh, good selection there. It'd be nice to see the uh, old, you know, the old combination in, in the defensive midfield that we were seeing earlier on the season where you had Alex Cornelli and Walker Hume. That would be nice to see because they were a pretty steady, solid uh, defensive pairing back there. Uh, the player that I'm going to maybe pick for this match, and this is just sort of uh, guesstimating that we're probably not going to see Christian Duke out there because of the uh, horrific uh, head collision that happened there. I'm going to uh, pick my person maybe. Hopefully he'll be the replacement in the, in the starting lineup would be uh, Richard Chaplow. Uh, I want to see that veteran presence out there of him out there helping uh, sort of uh, solidify and, and uh, reestablish the focus on this team and help sort of guide this team back into the winning ways. Uh, that's one of the benefits when you have uh, some veterans like a Richard Chaplow, who's not only just a soccer veteran, he's played soccer for quite a bit and he's played in some uh, big leagues around the world, but he's also been with Orange County now for a little bit. Um, so that's something where I'd love to see if he can get back into the starting lineup, although you would never like to see that because of an injury. Unfortunately, that's the case. So I'm, I'm hoping if maybe we can see uh, Richard Chaplow back there in the starting lineup, and he can help uh, give some of his, you know, knowledge and skills and whatnot, and help lead Orange County to victory uh, in this match. I'm, again, I'm not going to predict anything on this because I'm just I am too scared to do so after this last match. But I'm going to look at him as being the key person, and, and and I like your choice too, Dylan, of of Walker Hume because he's definitely. Uh, uh, someone that I've, I guess, been a fan of uh, for this season, and nothing against the other players, but uh, it, again, it's just me like seeing. I didn't really see anything that he did, at least in the games, to warrant uh, sort of uh, exodus from the starting lineup or even from the rotation. So we'll see how that goes. All right, so no predictions on this match uh, because, well, just because uh, I'm scared to do predictions now, but. Uh, Hopefully the match will end up well for Orange County. Now what we need to do is uh, let's let's get away with from the Orange County talk for a little bit. Let's just do a brief discussion on what's been going on with the World Cup. Uh, yesterday, uh, Belgium and France uh, battled it out, and uh, you know my team since the beginning of the World Cup has been France. And although I love Belgium because they do have quite a few. Uh, of my Spurs on the team as well. Uh, France, <laughs> France is a great, uh, great team, and they were able to come out victorious. Unfortunately, I, I'm in Austin today. I was actually in the air when that match was going on, and I landed probably early on in the second half. I didn't get to see much Sibion. of the match. I actually didn't get to really watch anything but maybe about 10 minutes of it. But again, France moves on. Uh, that's been my pick. So as of now, we have this, you know, orange and black soccer cast. Uh, final of the World Cup matchup, at least working out, depends on how things go on later on today, when England faces Croatia. Uh, it's coming home. <laughs> it's uh, coming listen home. to you, I, I guess you're following or you're, you're watching Richard Chaplow on Twitter and all the other English players and English fans who believe that the World Cup is going to come home to England. But um, what are your thoughts, A, on France making it this far? Uh, and are you... Uh, Excited, disappointed in Belgium getting eliminated, or, or what are your thoughts? I, I don't know if you got to see much or any of the match, but we're just you know, what are your thoughts on the outcome of that? Uh, well, I missed I missed the goal, and I only got to see about the last fifteen minutes since I was in class today. Um, but 
I think France is where they expect to be and where they are expected to be. Anything short of the final for this for the squad and, and this talent would be a disappointment. Um, I mean, between those teams, you basically have only a few people who don't play in in the Champions League uh, at a club level, so these teams should um, both be about as far as they've made it. Um, it was surprising to see Belgium struggle a little bit today. I thought that France had the attacking prowess to see them off, and that is what we saw with the result, 1-0. I was surprised as, it was as close as it was, and that was only 1-0 instead of maybe a 2-1 France win. But um, I think we're seeing that defensively France is, is pretty strong in the back. And when you have uh, Raphael Varane in the back, it's not necessarily surprising. And... Uh, Oh, yeah, mentioned the game winner from uh, Samuel Mtiti. Yes, uh, definitely they have a, a pretty good uh, center defensive uh, pair there in France. Uh, you know, Belgium, uh, we saw in their previous match that counterattack was really strong, and I think this is where you look at it is France just has a really strong defense there. Um, Belgium couldn't take advantage of that. Uh, again, I've picked France uh, since the get-go. France, France since the get-go uh, of the World Cup, so... Uh, I'm glad to see them in the finals. I'm going to definitely be uh, watching for that uh, when that comes up. Uh, and for Belgium, I mean, hey, it's it's been a great run for them. Uh, they run into they ran into a tough French uh, team. And, uh, you know, it's sad to see them go being, you know, again, I, I sort of have liked Belgium for a while now. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure they're excited, and I mean they're they're uh, proud of their efforts out there. At least in this World Cup, they didn't make it to the final, but only four teams can say they made it to the semifinal, and Belgium did. France makes it to the final, and now we're just looking for one more team in the final, and that's going to come down to: is it going to be England, or is it going to be Croatia? <laughs> it's going to be England. We, it's just. I, I knew you were going to say that, Dylan. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. I think I think England should be the one that comes there now. Am I going to make that prediction? Am I going to be confident in it? I'm going to avoid that just because I know what happens when I say I'm, you know, certain something's going to happen. So I'm going to say it should be England, uh, you know, based on the talent. Nothing against Croatia. Croatia is a very talented team. But when you just look name for name with some of these players, yes, Croatia has uh, Luka Modric. They have um, even uh, Rakovic, uh, Rakovic, Rakovic, whatever his name is. Um, Rakitic? I don't know how to say yeah, I'm, R-A-K-I-T-I-C. I'm sure... With the uh, accent like <laughs> I'm sure if uh, I, if I wasn't on vacation in Austin and I hadn't gone out to a dueling piano bar prior to this podcast recording and I hadn't drank in a few beers, I'd be saying the name correctly. Uh, I don't have the name in front of me. I'm just sort of blurting out the name. They have some talented players in Croatia, but England, it just it, it's, it seems like there's just a, sort of this this perfect aligning of everything going on for this team uh they're they're winning they're they've got some great set pieces through this world cup they have some great names on there and uh, i i i'm hoping that it'll be a france england matchup not just because hey you know i'm france dylan's england here on the podcast but i just think uh, when i look at these teams that's going to create the best matchup it's going to create the best buzz uh for soccer not just in those countries but just around the world because I mean, you know that there's a lot of England and France fans, even just in the United States, let alone the rest of the world. So um, hopefully we're seeing England win. They're going to be playing against Croatia later on today. Hopefully that's the result there. Um, and hopefully we'll have the England-France uh, matchup. And maybe what we'll do, Dylan, is if that does end up happening, then next week when we record our podcast, we'll have to maybe uh, give the other person like a 30-second just, you know, 
bragging moment on this podcast to to celebrate their team's victory. I'll let it happen. And I, and before we go completely <laughs> away, I guess we've I suppose we've gone completely away from the France versus Belgium thing. I just want you to know that I've had that super yawn chant stuck in my head all <laughs> day long. It's been driving me up a wall. So if anyone has some uh, England chants about someone that I may have not heard, uh, please tweet at us or send them to us somehow um, so I can have those stuck in my head instead because that will be much more enjoyable. So, so Dylan, remind us how that uh, that, that Jan Vertonghen chant goes since you've had it stuck in your head all day. Yan Yan Super Yan 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 Super Yan 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 Super Yan Super Yan Ventongan. It's there we go. it's been driving me up a wall all day for <laughs> for nine hours now. You know, it's one of those things. Just it's so simple yet so just catchy. I think some of the best chants in football are those simple ones that anyone can learn in like two seconds. Uh, let alone, you know, some some of the chants become more complex, but those ones that you can just hear one time and you know it. Like, you know, you heard that that, that Super Jan Vertonghen last week and you had it stuck in your head. I think those are just the greatest uh, uh, soccer or football chants just because they're so simple, they're so easy, but yet they're so catchy. And, and you know, it's, it's awesome. So uh, I'm glad you had that second. Yeah, if anyone else wants to share any of their favorite chants with us, go ahead and do so. Uh, England chants, you know, would be great. I, I mean, I can name off some uh, Tottenham Hotspur-based England chants, but I'm sure uh, you're sick and tired of my Tottenham Hotspur speak. Uh, <laughs> and really, those chants don't have they, – they have a little bit more to do with Tottenham. I guess you could do the whole Harry Kane chant, he's one of our own, because he is English. Uh, but I guess you could say that about anyone on the England squad. Uh, you know, and the Deli Alley thing is just sort of a whole poke at Arsenal. So it, it's something you really can't say is England-based, but um, – Hopefully, hopefully France, England, and then one of us will get to brag next week, and the other one will just have to listen and take it. Oh, I hope so, and I hope it's me. <laughs> um, and, and I guess my bigger hope is just I hope for a great World Cup final because it, it's just it's one of those things. It, yes, U.S. wasn't in the World Cup. It sucks, but I'm, I'm glad because these matches have been amazing in the World Cup, so it's been a great thing. All right, so... Um, we're probably going to do a shorter episode than normal on this just because uh, if you haven't heard me say it already, I'm, I'm on vacation in Austin. Uh, it's late over here. Uh, we record usually 8.30 or 9-ish Pacific time. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas, which is a two-hour difference, so just do the math there. That means we started this around 10.30 or 11 o'clock where I'm at, um, and also it's just been a long day of traveling, so I just need to you know get in, you know to bed and close my eyes and see the back of my eyelids. Uh, but... We wanted to get a, a, an episode out on here just uh, to just sort of go over some of the stuff. Again, I want to just sort of reiterate. I know we already talked about Galaxy 2. We're not going to really focus on them, but I'm, I'm just disappointed that none of the Galaxy 2 fans uh, wanted to uh, take my invitation to come onto the podcast and just sort of let me have it. Uh, I guess there's just not many of you out there, or you guys are too scared, or, or what it is. Hey, all more power to you, but... Uh, I mean, Duchess was on here tonight, and that's basically all I need, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Duchess the cat, the LA Galaxy cat fan, or whatever you want to say. She was uh, giving me a little bit, I guess, of her meowing uh, when we were talking about that. But other than that, that's what we had, right? I mean, it is what it is. But um, as always, I want to uh, thank all of our listeners, especially the returning listeners, for coming back each and every episode, listening to what we have to say, uh, listening to my annoying rants about Tottenham Hotspur, uh, and, you know, you got to hear uh, one of our newest contributors, Duchess the Cat, so thank you for that. Uh, but thanks for coming back each and every episode. For those of you that are new to this, that are listening to this for the first time, feel free to go back and check some of our older episodes. We always reference stuff that we've talked about in the past, so feel free to go back and listen. Uh, feel free to leave feedbacks, comments in uh, whatever media or wherever you listen to our podcast, feel free to do so. 
feel free to tweet us at our Twitter feed, uh, OCSE underscore SoccerCast. Go on our Facebook page, send us some messages on there. Email us, go to our website, orangeandblacksoccercast.com, uh, and you get links to a bunch of information, including uh, news links, posts, and all that. Um, I think this is where we're going to have to say goodbye uh, for this episode. Dylan, do you have any parting words for our fans or our listeners? Uh, yeah. 52 years of hurt, never stopped me dreaming. Three lines on a shirt. It's coming home. <laughs> Dude, all right, all right. And I guess I'll have to end it with uh, Viva la France, I guess, is how I'll have to end my, uh, my parting words. Hopefully we'll get to see that matchup, and hopefully one of us – well, you know – Right now, as, as things stand, I have the better chance of being able to brag next week because France is definitely in the final, uh, England starts to get by Croatia. But hopefully it's an England-France final, and one of us will get to brag next week about how things went. All right, so with that said, I want to thank you all for listening. And this is Ray Samora uh, and you know, for Dylan over there from Counterline Coalition. Thank you for listening to the Orange Black Soccer Cast, and we're signing off. Orange